Brad Merritt for that too sweet play-in. Welcome back all you four-color funny book aficionados. I definitely did not forget to unmute my mic right there. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ for all things comic book related. Don't worry, folks, it's all part of the show. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. And that, of course, makes me your co-host, your co-founder, the co-captain of this crazy starship that is a U.S. Comics cast. I'm the COO. I am the greatest Charlie you will ever meet. What up, y'all? It's podcast time. Hell John. yeah, that's that's legitimately, Charlie. I would probably be a bit more comfortable referring to you as a more of a co-captain. But or like an alternate, I, I can see Charlie rocking the A on his chest. Okay. But you know that that's just some big brother bullshit talking right there. But Charlie, one yes. thing remains to be said: Happy Comic Book Day! Happy Comic Book Day to you, my friend. And oh, baby boy, was today one of those perfect comic book reading days? It was gorgeous Busy out. Day. Busy day. I, I threw the puppy in the ecto li or the ecto fun if you're nasty. Drove down to my local comic book shop. I picked up this week's books, and right on the top was the gold headed son of a gun i just love so much john did you have a chance to read rocketeer uh the great race issue one yet charlie we all appreciate your acting skills anyone who does not know any better would have thought that legitimately charlie is asking sincerely a question that he damn doesn't know the answer to you damn right i did that's not just a hood ornament that is Captain Cliff Secord the Rocketeer, baby, and he back. <laughs> Man, I, I love Rocketeer. Rocketeer is one of those properties. I'm super curious. We are live on Facebook, live on Twitch, live on YouTube, all over at US Comics HQ. Make sure you drop a like, make sure you follow, but make sure you comment along because we are super live. And I need to know because I know IDW has been trying to make Rocketeer super live. Exactly, super duper live. Uh, IDW has been keeping the Rocketeer alive for years uh, after uh, not only his early success in the 80s, uh, even though he's rocking it like it's 1950s, um, but the Disney movie that didn't do particularly well was my lovely introduction. There was a new cartoon series with like a modern day girl taking on uh, the, the jetpack. But Little honestly, pink and purple rocketeer soaring through the air, and I gotta tell you the truth, I did not mind the uh, uh, the gender swap for the new rocket pack wearer. I didn't mind the animation style because it was clearly uh, kind of uh, targeting a younger uh, audience, a, a new demographic that maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity. Because uh, the movie actually, I know uh, we, we it gets confusing because. The movie is set in the late 30s. So it's like Cliff Secord would be almost adjacent to uh, Dr. Henry Jones Jr. Uh, like that's the era that we're in. Again, don't forget, he threw down with Nazis often and uh, always. <laughs> he really um, did have a very specific blueprint where like if you well, think you hate Nazis, and I'm sure if you're dope enough to be enjoying this pod, you probably hate Nazis. We I know mean, Captain America. Captain America hates Nazis. You should. They're hateable, small dick energy having J-brones. <laughs> 
But Clint, however, credit where credit's due. Wonderful fashion. Are you going the fashion? Sharp dressed motherfuckers. They... John can truly find Woo! the good in all the evil. Uh, and they... evil they are. But the Rocketeer, the, the Rocketeer, more than hates Nazis. He oh. fucking hates. Not hates he. Them. Hates he them. hates them so much that he goes that extra route just to he he just twists the knife in he does them dirty with their own mauser pistol like that <laughs> that famous visage of the rocketeer with the again the gold hood ornament a uh, helmet the silver vacuum cleaner on his back yes. the dope leather jacket with a billion and a half buttons but he's sitting there and he's got the mauser he's got like the parachute pants like he's going uh he's gonna ride the derby after he's done saving jenny mm, jenny ah uh. delicious but also as well as for all the good good that he has given us and rocketeer surprisingly that flick is not from the 80s that flick is from 1991. it was like so right there in like was, the beginning of the superhero the thing, like, movie this was like a, a non-superhero superhero movie before really superhero movies kind of like hit horde like they have obviously now but uh before that there was really just uh damn superman doing the thing well, what's um, crazy but, is because we have Paul over on YouTube, cousin Paul. Yeah, cousin welcome Paul, coming to from the, Welcome to the feed, Paul. Who we know, who we know, loves pulpy type stuff. Doesn't oh. know about the Rocketeer. So for those unfamiliar, oh, the Paul. Rocketeer is a. Uh, and John, correct me because I mix up the movie and the oh, comics sure. all the time. It, Correcting you is my absolute pleasure. It's uh, it's also like your third favorite thing. The other two were gross and will not be discussed today. You we can't talk about that. You though. nasty. You promised at least one episode. <laughs> With that being said, uh, the Rocketeer is about a pilot. He does stunt shows. He finds a Nazi Rocketeer pack. I hate to call it a rocket. It's like a rocket pack for his ass. Uh, already corrected me. I'm already uh, um, actually, oh, no. um, actually, Charlie, uh, the rocket pack was made by an American, uh, industrialist and rich, uh, certain Howard Hughes, uh, fiction Type. would have you believe. No, no, legitimately the actual guy, Howard Hughes. He's like, you know what? Couple months down the road, I'm going to be growing my nails out very long <laughs> and pissing in jars in my home office. But today I'm going to make a dope rocketeer pack, yo. So yeah, he he finds it and fucking comedy ensues. Uh, he he literally is a guy who always finds himself in the thick of it, uh, much to the chagrin. Of I feel you, Cliff. I feel you. On and me, again, brother. on again, off again. Betty Page, the actual, sometimes the real Betty Page, sometimes a fictionalized version, sometimes a nice uh, amalgam oh, of the two. Oh, uh, Jenny. What's awesome about the Rocketeer for me is this is truly the best example of like an everyman hero. He's yeah, inclined sure. to do good for the sake of good, but he's in no way Bruce Wayne. All he really has is that he's kind of fearless. He almost is like a better Hal Jordan because his fearlessness, legit homeboy got a dome on his head and fire at his ass. A great set of boots. Uh, and, and the if and homeboy Cliff saving Secord the world. had a business card, that's what his business card would say. Cliff Secord. Dome on my head, fire on my ass. Call five five five. Cliff. 
Because so back I, then they only had a couple numbers. Yes, so that that would have worked. That would have worked. worked perfect. What I really dig about this issue too. So Paul, I highly recommend you pick it up. Uh, what is it? A four or six part? <clears throat> so it is a uh, real quick. It, it's a four part expected mini series coming from IDW and Rocketeer. A lot of people don't even know. A lot, Paul, uh, cousin Paul, notwithstanding, uh, most people know the character from the movie the 1991 movie again you had um uh billy campbell played cliff secord really he should have been a big star other than that all i can really think of is he uh he terrorized j-lo in enough and she ends up fucking getting engaged not once but twice to a guy that looks very much like him in ben affleck um who else who else love of my life jennifer connelly now granted she I has enough love eyebrow for three. God when bless she's, it, if we ever have kids, they'll be all eyebrow. <laughs> they'll be like cousin it, but it'll be eyebrow hair. Um, I fell in love with her age appropriate in Labyrinth, and here she was just blossoming into womanhood almost at the same time as I was blossoming into womanhood. So like we kind of are of an age. <clears throat> um, who else? Alan Arkin plays PV, who's like his kind of. Um, Who's his, his Alfred, uh, Alfred his, type? Yeah. yeah. Uh, who else? Fucking Terry O'Quinn plays the the previously mentioned Howard Hughes. Just, just a, with all due respect to Leo, maybe the best depiction of a historical uh, Howard Hughes character. Uh, really made a fucking uh, like a hero out of him. Uh, who else? And then a lot of characters. Oh, uh, Paul Sorvino. I had read something that said uh, for that for that part, like the mafia boss. That fucking, uh, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, little Nicky. Hey, my fucking clown to you? Uh, what's his, oh. name? his name's escaping me right now. But oh, he was Danny original, DeVito. Not Danny, not Danny DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, he's also as well as a little person. <laughs> oh, how uh, dare you? It'll come to me later. It'll come to me later. But that all being said, uh, they oh, please most save of the cast of Goodfellas to, uh, to play that role. He was dynamite in it. Uh, Joe Piscopo. No, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Ellis, damn it. He um, also wrote no help. Joe, no help. Joe Puco is what Ellis wrote over on and, Facebook. And you know what the worst part about it is? <laughs> Joe Pesci. Thank you, Ellis. Thank you, you Ellis. As Joe always. Yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah, oh, Joe Puco. That's oh what it was. Oh my God! The sheer, the sheer absolute confidence. <laughs> oh baby. Ellis making the worst team. Ellis was oh. right completely. I just misread what he wrote. Um, but yes, I'm gonna Ellis call him right. Joe Puco Joe. from now on. Sounds <laughs> well, like a pugilist that lost the Not to his face. You won't. Not <laughs> to his face. But that all being said, most people, I would say probably. Put, to put an inappropriate mathematical uh, faction on it, I'm going to call it 92% of people know the character from this Disney flick. If you don't know it, Cousin Paul, go ahead over to uh, uh, Disney+. Plus. It's streaming right now because it is part of the Disney... And it's uh, like, it has aged like fine wine. Perfect. The it Rocketeer is so good. Uh, and like It's dynamite. It's just it a dynamite genuinely, It is my favorite, my second favorite. It is my second favorite American flag waving superhero posing uh, movie of all time. But he, it is here's so the funny thing: uh, the as, as dynamite as that flick is, it, Rocketeer actually did start as a comic book, not a serial, not a strip, a comic book. So here's a character. <laughs> it fakes who it was, though. It certainly does fake it because the character was was conceived kind of with the idea of an homage to that area of 
radio serial heroes and kind of like short like the black and white they originally were talking about maybe filming it in black and white and they're like no 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 i don't think so guys we need to make some loot uh it was originally intended as a trilogy of films much in the way like the original indiana jones was i feel robbed all the stars were actually signed on for a trilogy it just didn't make it, it did okay in the theaters it did it just wasn't a blockbuster like they expected it was very time. toyetic to oh my steal god that term, yeah. and they didn't make any toys so so they really missed the boat but that all being said rocketeer arguably is at his best in his native land which is the four color funny book pages charlie i'm so happy that you feel the way i feel about this damn comic because what it really is um a lot of times people will talk about you'll hear naysayers talk about like oh one trick pony if the trick is good <laughs> if i enjoy that particular trot around yeah. the, the stable then you know what? I will buy that ticket all damn day. Go ahead, Trigger. Knock yourself out. Show me little... <laughs> Show me what you can do, baby. I love this particular trick. It's a dynamite <laughs> book. You know what's amazing about Rocketeer and this miniseries, at least the start of it, seems to be very much in line? Rocketeer, for me, in all of the comic iterations, he's at his best when he's hanging it up. He pulls a Spider-Man retirement every miniseries. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hang it up. I'm gonna start a family. I'm gonna get a regular job. And then Nazis show up because those Southern muckers are everywhere, and he has to whoop some Nazi ass. That's what Nazis get an email blast like, attention. German for some reason. Awesome. Cliff Secord, he has retired again. And also Arnold Schwarzenegger was a big bad guy. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. He is, and you mentioned it prior. He is like an everyman, almost, uh, you know, I think it speaks to the, to the occasional, uh, consistent retirements. He's a reluctant hero. Yeah. Because don't forget the flick, uh, the flick told the story very, uh, like verbatim, uh, was very faithful to the source material. He had no intention of fly around the sky being like a hero type, not a superhero that they don't exist in that universe he legitimately just wanted to put a couple of shekels together so he can get engaged with his gal take her out to a nice uh, romantic dinner maybe do a little dance a little soup instead he ends up having to save the day fighting on top of a zeppelin shit happens i can't tell you how many times i've started a date with very good dirty intentions and ended up fighting nazis on the top of a zeppelin and yeah the zeppelin uh, the, the nazi happened to be an undercover Hollywood star, but shit happens, dude. What, what are you gonna do? It really again. All right. What I just what I love about the Rocketeer two is it almost feels like a, like a electric boogaloo. <laughs> uh, it feels like the worst kept secret because there is periodic merchandise. Like you'll see that helmet is so iconic, almost in spite of itself. Um, because I think you show that to nine out of ten nerds, and those nerds are high fiving you because they want to put that some bitch on. It is a very fun watch. It is. It's a fun watch. It's an even better read. It's one of those characters that you can kind of pick up any miniseries, and they catch you up to speed 
real quick. You know who all the major players are within 22 pages. Yeah. You get what they're going for. You know look the for vibe. anybody with a thin pencil mustache. Bad guy. Andrew uh, over on Facebook somebody... called it the oh, most. Oh, snappy nappy. It's old Silver Hands himself. <laughs> What's up, Andrew? Calling it the most iconic helmet that no one knows. And that is that's the perfect. On. That's the perfect way to say it. Because it is a damn shame that Rocketeer isn't more well known. Let's get a new trilogy <laughs> popping. Ellis, uh, Ellis dropping in over from Facebook as well. Rocketeer has awesome helmet syndrome, just like Black Manta. Charlie and Ellis might be the two damn biggest Black Manta fans on this side of the seven seas. It is unbelievable. You guys we, just have, and you like the Rocketeer also. You guys must just have something for giant googly eyes on a helmet. I can't really think of anything uh, else to explain it. However... I'm not, I can't fight you on it. <laughs> You're right. Some tra- the, the, It's the same reason we love Amanda Seyfried. Those giant, giant glass goggle eyes uh, work for us every time. Uh, it really does sound like we have the world's most specific kink now. And I'm really upset that Ellis's current Facebook Ooh. photo is him as Batman and not him in one of his 37 Star Wars helmets that have that same giant eyeball. My question for Ellis is, where is the Batman Star Wars crossover uh, uh, cosplay? Like, it's it needs to happen sometime soon. And even as I say that... I'm also now contemplating what a Rocketeer Star Wars crossover. Just C three BO flying through the air, just all English as hell. Real oh, world. Keep <laughs> oh, talking, God. baby. Keep talking. Oh no! Woo! Oh. Kudos no. to anyone um, listening and not watching this show because you just save yourself a long night's insomnia. But again, we we very easily get off the damn point. <laughs> The movie is outstanding. If you have not watched this 1991 damn Disney classic, uh, but also as well as this new comic book series is Tits McGillicuddy. It is Irish all day. It is tremendous. It's only going to be a four-part series, so That's you it. don't have to commit to a lot of reading. IDW is ooh, 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 ooh. not DC, not Marvel. IDW. You be reading that comic because it is awesome. Trust it, me. it is it is such a strong start it is such a good concept and it does it does one of my favorite last page teases for the series ever it's like they got it in like 12 panels in the last page and i'm just like oh he's in so much trouble you better pack your pack man you better pack your pack phil charlie phil i'm doing some technical oh uh, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, you know the thing about miniseries like this it's that low commitment versus the high payoff. There's not going to be a, a lot of wasted pages. There's not going to be a lot of wasted panels. And for me, that that bang for your buck really does make it such an enjoyable read. It's also such a short miniseries that I'm going to keep the issues out. And when I finally get to issue four, I'm going to reread one, two, and three like a like a nice little comic binge. Well, that's yeah, that's the I, that that is exactly the point. It's like having a, a limited series. You always you always watch the uh, the recap because the bottom line is when you have content that is detail specific like this, and also as well as when you're dumb dumb like uh, no offense, but a lot of you are dumb dumbs. I love you anyway. 
Uh, sometimes it's good to be like, oh, snap, they did this or they did that, this agreement, this battle. Then you can go over to the to the Google box and learn some shit. See what I'm saying? It's entertainment, but it's edumacational. It's both together. Ooh, ooh. I will also say this is one of my favorite. Uh, I, think the, I think it's called Chekhov's Gun. It has one of my favorite loadings of Chekhov's Gun on, like, page four. They're like, hey, guess what? This shit could explode real good. <laughs> See you for issue four when we blow it up, bro. I'm like, yeah, comic it. book. Yeah, exactly. They play real, real coy with it. Rocketeer, absolutely. Uh, it's. I think it's the read. It's the must read, certainly of the month for me. Uh, of the I've summer. Been... Let's let's call it the Ooh. must read mini series of the summer. <laughs> if we had any kind of effects, that would have been a, a big been a stamp one. that hit the screen, but. <laughs> We're the fucking worst. The Rocketeer from IDW. It's called The Great Race. Check it out today or money back if you're able to return it. I but will like, not. Not now because you're watching I, this shit. I will like, not check give it out. your money back. Yeah, check it out like in like an hour from now. Like one hour later, buy it. Do it. Yeah. And the bottom line is this. If you go out and you say, oh, I read read all four issues already only the first one is out and that makes you one thing charlie why don't you tell the good people what it would make them i mean i think it would mean that they work at idw and read the scripts and that's what that's, they meant by what they read that's possible uh, however that's, the idw artists are slow as molasses so that would also true. make you one of such members those sons of bitches would be liars like one toy boy, George Lucas, because Sorry, if no other rule is necessary, Han shot first. Here Put she is. Clinky, clinky. Salute. Mm. Uh, Beautiful. Woo! Now, we do have to ask that the if people want to know. <laughs> Ellis just slapped us proverbially. Ellis, uh, that's a 10-year ban. Immediately uh, lifted, and we'll just put you on probation because we love you. You're too talented to ban uh, ever. Um, but I will I will ask you this, Charlie. Inquiring minds do want to know. Ooh. Are you mixing up a batch of Han shots for the show? Are you just grabbing whatever alcoholic uh, essence yeah. is lying around? So uh, I got an early Easter gift of Saints Whiskey. So I had a nice shot of what Saints whiskey a from my bottle. boy Troy Duffy. Only from uh, from Jess and Troy will I allow that substitution without <laughs> me acting like Ellis and Will and uh, putting five fingers across the face. I will let it go. We're we are on the cusp of Easter. Uh, um, uh, old silver hands andrew over here and i we just finished a highly successful if i do say so myself run of jc superstar so i'm in a very holy mood i will allow it i will not you give better you be because i'm not saying back. i'm not saying you're the guy who uh is problematic in that story but you're one of them i was just doing my job bro i don't I'm want just no following orders just following orders they'll fire you cliff that's the Secord worst argument ever those man that story is brutal <laughs> there was an old lady like weeping in front of me in the theater i was like lady yeah. relax this isn't real that was, that was your mother <laughs> oh yeah she had good seats i was in the nosebleed oh that's right that's right yeah, that's right uh in any case um 
yeah so so again that's that's our strong recommendation do yourself a favor and listen to us if nobody else will we are counting on you uh, a few but strong and intelligent folks to do so um but uh charlie i don't know you tell me man what the hell else is going on by you you know i uh i your your topic's next though <laughs> oh see, i was gonna you, try to <laughs> you yeah, have to finagle I, me yeah that, that's fair i enough. introduced it so it's it's your turn and all right and so we've got ad break is after the next topic yeah that's right i was actually doing a, an ad for my own han shot uh uh my own han shot creation but well, it's what fine is the it's recipe fine. remind the people you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to mix up uh, let's call out of here we'll do it for the easter uh for the easter oh. holiday uh recognize i will whip up a batch of han shot for the good people uh, and we'll make it a point to really describe it as we go, so that so that the uh, the low techers uh, that are only on audio that they'll be able to fair enough uh, to to mix and match us as well. But uh, you know what? This um, we had mentioned the run of Superstar, very successful. Again, old Silver Hands Andrew will tell you himself, because uh, of course he was a star, so he'll certainly tell you. But that particular show, as much fun as it was to do, as wonderful as the cast was to be around, uh, in this particular instance, unlike my last uh, go-round with Andrew on the boards, uh, I had a fair amount of little downtime, a lot of little time to think. And as I sat there looking at myself in the mirror thinking, mm, God damn, look at that guy. Woo, I do him. Uh, uh, also, as well as I was having a couple of thoughts were running through the old mind. And, and was it, what's was my this? Tinder login as you're taking selfies? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm slipping myself old school, like, paper, uh, folded notes. Like, do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. Would you like, do one of, me? One of those situations. But it was to myself, so <laughs> it was always a good answer. The answer is uh, always yes. <laughs> but uh, as I sat there thinking about the current, uh, the current, oh, god damn it. Oh, we got the other Andrew over there. Uh, Andrew, you got to understand, my screen is so small that I'm looking at. Charlie has me so minimized. But you know what? <laughs> Silver Hands would know. Big Andrew would know um, the, the truth. Uh, and, Andrew, as far as I'm concerned, you absolutely were the stand-in star of the show. So thank Best you for guard in the like business. That, yeah, he's, he's, he's a monster. Uh, but in any case, as I sat there and I contemplated and I contemplated with as much as is going on in the world of superheroes and comic book movies and just high adventure, high testosterone, big budget bang bang moments on the big screen and small. Uh, a lot of times, most of the time, I would venture to say we are seeing adaptations going in one direction, right? Mm. So we're talking about... Um, we're talking about comic books making their way over to the small screen. Things like uh, like Moon Knight, uh, things like uh, WandaVision, things like Loki, um, you know, things like fucking uh, Peacemaker. We're also talking clearly about the comic books making their way over to the big screen. Lord knows almost everything Marvel does, everything DC attempts to do. Uh, and even on the small screen as well, DC's been doing a lot of Arrowverse stuff for a long time. Whether it's good or not, they just won't stop. Uh, however, however, most roads, I would venture to say, 
are two-way streets, aren't they? Not every road out there is like Manhattan, where it's a one-way <laughs> only. Maybe you get shot up. Maybe you get your hubcap stole. You never really know. You take your life in your own hands whenever you roll through at 35 miles an hour. But they're mo- for the most of the way, there are two-way streets. So my question to you, Charlie, is why, oh, why do we not have more movies that turn into tv shows why is it uh, it seems like a rare breed i think hollywood is still 20 years late to every party when Hmm. when steve carell took the gig uh as michael scott in the now heralded and beloved office it was still like but he's a movie guy. He's going to slum it on TV. And I think a side effect of that perception still lingers. I think there's a lot of people who look at um, the look at the silver screen as this art goes here. We hear it all the time about directors who don't think superhero movies count. They're like, well, that's pop art. That's a Oof. different... That's Boy, do different. I hate that, man. I mean, it's it's it's, it's weird. It's sour elitist grapes. Gatekeeping. It just sounds like it sour, is grapes. sour grapes. These these guys are making all the money, and now yeah. they're taking that swag, their swagger rather. They're taking it to the small screen also. So a lot of the the big screens. You're right. A lot of the big screen pimps, they they cut their teeth on the small screen. Yeah. And a lot of them end up going into the the superhero you, world, the comic book world. Yeah, it's true. But you know what, though? They don't always, even they don't go backwards. I don't know what it is. Like, it's almost as if uh, TV is high school, even at this level, where we're, I would say, and I think most people would agree, we're in the golden age of television. And that's regardless of the content. That's whether you're talking about time traveling, 18th century, uh, um, you know, Irish uh, uh, nymphomaniacs. Or that means whether you're talking about superhero cats and kittens or whether you're talking about sci-fi or whatever the case might be, whether you're talking about Mad Men, John, like, you know, sexual like ad, ad even, dudes. Even documentaries are better served in the television format the last Damn 10 straight. years. So you, you're not, yeah, you, you're, you're it, not getting. You, you help, you, you prove my point and I'm so happy uh, that you end up looking so smart by agreeing with me because I am right. As always, <laughs> I am damn right. You are super uh, right and super modest yeah. all at once. Well, it's a, it's a, it's really my only superpower. Other than being able to grow a beard almost at will, uh, <laughs> yeah. that would be my all. My Fun superpower. fact, no. John, John was clean shaven for the entire run oh, yeah. of oh, Jesus yeah. Christ Superstar. He just popped this out. I was the last clear shaven uh, while we were off screen as the theme music was playing. It just, oof, it just, uh, just popped up there. Anyway, John's the equivalent of Teen Wolf. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you know, Charlie, um, I'm glad that you brought up Teen Wolf because most people would remember Teen Wolf, <laughs> the '80s flick, right? Um, they might oh, even God. remember Teen Wolf too with Jason Bateman. Um, but I think you win. A, 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 more of the moderners, they'll remember Teen Wolf, the TV series. So you there's win. an example. That is the greatest transition. Thank you. Thank you. So Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf 2, 
uh, and turned into Teen Wolf, the TV series, which is, from what I can understand, softcore porn <laughs> for uh, for the youthful types. Uh, what else, though, Charlie? There, there's more than one example there. Probably, I'll be honest with you. As I was thinking about it, the the first example that came to mind might be one of the best examples, Buffy. My God, yeah, you, you want to talk about Buffy, a glow up? You, you, but mo- almost no one even thinks of the damn movie. And Pee Wee Herman that started was in the movie. Pee Wee Herman was in the movie. Uh, uh, Dylan from um, <laughs> 90210 was in the bum, movie. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, uh, bum, bum. One of the hottest, crazy little blondes running around in the game right now. She was in the movie. Um, and then, you know, then, then the TV show came and kind of took over the world. Uh, what else? What else? Coming, coming from uh, Facebook, Highlander's TV show that had its own spinoff, the terrible Highlander, Highlander the Raven. Highlander, actually, they end being so successful as a TV show that they ended up changing the 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 mythos of it all because like you know what we have to make this make sense yeah it doesn't make a difference that we have a uh, an irish rogue sounding spaniard <laughs> in the original that's nothing you want to really get crazy watch this tv show well i mean in more in the more recent realm cobra kai fuck yeah cobra kai so you have all these karate kid movies uh not including the kung fu kid as i like to call the Jaden Smith version, Kate, the Jackie Chan version. Jaden Smith's name. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting in so much trouble with Will today. It's gonna, uh, this gonna, it's a good thing I have this beard, so that slap <laughs> doesn't hurt me too bad. Uh, what else? Just really quickly, really quickly. Um, Fargo is another example. I love the movie Fargo. A lot of people with the success of Fargo TV show, like that, it, it doesn't at least come to mind. They, they probably know it because it is such a, such an indie darling. Um, yeah. Charlie in Charlie's world. And granted, this was an animated version. Clerks! Fuck yeah, Clerks. The Clerks animated series did a lot for Charlie Boy here. And, fun fact, Clerks had two bites at the apple on television. There was an also, there was also an unreleased live-action pilot where uh, Jay Muse couldn't get cast. That's a fun fact. That pilot he, is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever seen. He couldn't get cast. Why, like, he couldn't get insured because of his... Uh, chemical uh, proclivities or have you never seen the unaired pilot of clerks the tv show i ha- I have not oh my god i have to pull up the cast because i don't remember who but it's like famous people um <laughs> and so it was a live action yes clerks, and they moved the show they moved the quick stop to like a mall or like okay. there was like a 7-eleven next to it uh let me see here I already uh, hate this. Dude, Kev, it's so what's terrible. Going on, Kev? <laughs> so the like the pitch was that it was another day in the life of Dante and Randall. Uh Jim Brewer as Randall Graves. Uh oh. Andrew Lowry as Dante Hicks. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else that like really was well known. No one else really. Oh, Carrie time. Russell. Plays a character oh, named Sandra who ah. works at like a hairdresser. It was wow, not holy crap! Herself. Holy shit! They would say they were pretty serious about that. Apparently, they tried making Ferris Bueller's Day Off a series. Well, um, they made Parker Lewis can't lose, and <laughs> Parker Lewis can't lose was basically Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, like the knockoff brand. That yeah. was like Pepsi to Coke. 
Um, Blade had a show. Blade You're had, right, Ellis. Not Dynamite. only did it have a Charlie, TV show, it had a damn near unwatchable TV show. Holy dude, shit, that sucked. You're not going to say that to Sticky Fingers' face and because I, it was Sticky Fingers himself that was playing the titular Blade. Uh, Sticky Fingers, I, I have bad news. Don't I say like, it. I like Blade Trinity, and I think your show sucked. Oh, Mortal God. Kombat, the TV show, that's Yo, a special one. Somebody is about to get low down, gritty, and grimy on my little Oh, brother. my God. Oh, I was just talking about this the other day. Clueless, the TV series, was awesome, and the girl who played Cher was arguably just as fucking influential in my becoming of a man as Batgirl herself. Um, but did she ever baby bird her children? Because I she I for hope some she reason be- that actually <laughs> amped up the 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 man making on Charlie's behalf. I wish she would baby bird me. Does that Don't count? See, right, right, the lowest the low hanging fruit. That's Charlie just goes for low hanging fruit all the time. Charlie yes. again, I'm trying to keep things in your wheelhouse. Ash versus the Evil oh Dead. Oh my God! Yes. Ash versus the Evil Dead. Charlie has interviewed like two-thirds of that damn cast himself. And I was able to talk to all of them, which was not an easy feat. Instead of the, some, I, 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 those uh, are some pretty people. For, for me, uh, Westworld is a huge one. Westworld, most people have no idea still to this day. Well, if they listen to this podcast, they'll know. But most people are unaware of the uh, of the, the Yul Brenner uh, Westworld movie. Um, and... Look, we talk about it multiple times. Um, maybe if uh, you were in the presence of human bartender, um, you, you would know better. But what we do in the shadows did indeed start its life as a movie also. So look, the bottom line is this. We have a precedent, a well-established precedent of how you can take a flick, a well-loved flick even, not just a stinker, and end up with a... With a legitimate monster hit, universally loved, makes all the money in the world type feature. So I would like to make a proposition, Charlie. Yes? I want to go ahead and put out this idea free of charge to the powers that be. And you know me, I don't like to give anything away for free. That's true. You do hate that. All I'm asking for is a little nod to the U.S. Comics crew. Say, you know what? This idea came from these gentlemen, these good-looking summer bitches. And when this becomes a huge hit, because there's a lot of uh, monster TV series coming to an end right now, you can just thank the boys at U.S. Comics. And um, the bottom line is this. This mother sucker would be a hit waiting to happen. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Just to set the... To set the mood a little bit. Yeah. Some of you some of you graybeards out there already know where I'm going. But for those of you not in the know, for those of you who are not in the good graces of the musical genius that is Barry Gordy, I'll go ahead and break it down for you. In New York City, a young man searches for the master. To obtain the final level of martial arts mastery known as the glow. Along the way, he must fight a martial arts expert corrupted with power and rescue a beautiful singer from an obsessed music promoter. Damn straight, y'all. Charlie! 
Who's the master? Show up. Who's the master? Show up. Who's the master of Harlem? Oh God, that's amazing. You got damn right. Charlie and all my beautiful people out there in uh in, in in TV viewing land, kung fu mastery aprisionados. How dope would a last dragon TV series be? Ellis. <laughs> How dope would a last dragon TV series just uh, the it's... ongoing adventures of Bruce Leroy making his way from Daddy Green's Pizza through the mean streets to get his lady love and to learn a thing or two about that kung fu fighting. Oh my God. I'm almost glowing in anticipation of this thing that I just made up. Mm -mm -mm. I mean, that's the problem with ideas that are that are like oh, like undeniably good that is just and again all you need is that first season you just need the at bat a that pilot. Show almost does it for it all we need is a pilot also as well as the fucking soundtrack oh my god so for the pilot what i would do is i would take oh there it is i was hoping for a pitch dope uh, all the dope uh, musical acts that are out there in the game right now have them do like remixes of that amazing soundtrack. Um, I mean, are you doing this as a reboot or is it a sequel series? Is it another uh, day in the life of Bruce Leroy? You know what? I have a soft spot in my heart for um, take me to bitches. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a soft part in my heart for legacy uh sequels yeah uh, and in that i mean i like when a legacy sequel comes along and has homages easter eggs um little nods to the to the to the generational fans because it says hey we see you you matter this is as much for you as it is for us as it is for the new people. No one likes to be pushed aside. So I would have no problem if they did a... Uh, like a uh, Karate Kid-esque? Not so much. I would I would probably make more of the illusion of like... Um, uh, like like the newest Star Wars trilogy, the first flick in the in the in the new trilogy, I, I actually did like best because specifically of its cyclical nature to a new hope i was like i get it history repeats itself dum-dums all these people that don't want to learn history lessons are missing the most important lesson is that history does repeat itself and if you give it to them in this format in like a little little yummy yummy uh, digestible tidbits they could be like oh maybe maybe we shouldn't pass this law to make that illegal because uh, last dragon told me that history repeats itself that's how you teach people charlie that this is all i'm saying uh, so, so that's I think is the route that will go. Uh, but there's just so much talent. Uh, Ellis put the weekend out there. Hey man, I'll bring the weekend in for for a read. Uh, he doesn't. He he could just show up to the call. But they gotta work weekdays. None of this fucking five days off, two days on. I don't mm. like their work habits. Their union is very strong, man. We we we're gonna have to work with the union. I, I don't have to tell you. Fair enough. Can I can I throw Oof. out one? Go ahead, that's man. Just, Throw it right out. That's just dying, and it's truly 
could function as part four and just keep the adventures going. How the fuck do we not have Ghostbusters on the small screen? Uh. None of the streaming services want all the money. Winston was just in like the the Bad Boys Girls TV series. Homeboy likes to work. Let's get Winston. Dude. Let's get a new team. The best Eddie, part of that he's show. He's a hard working man. If now l- let me ask you this: only because we did just have, you know, I had to take Last Dragon, but I had to dust him off. I had to really polish him up. I, a, a genie almost popped out the other end of that VHS tape. Um, and, and Charlie actually gave me, got me, uh, uh, an autograph of, um, what's his face? Uh, Bruce Leroy. T- 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 Bruce Leroy. His name's, Takai. if you're, if you're that iconic, unique, you're Takai, the character. Takai, something along those lines. Apologies. I don't call, I don't want I don't, him to slap me. I don't He's call no the Smith. rock Dwayne Johnson. He's the rock. So That's Bruce fair. Leroy is Bruce Leroy. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but I will say this. So Charlie's pitch, it's just coming off of a very, very successful flick. We're almost guaranteed to be getting more flicks now i would say this if you want to expand the universe as we know so many like to do yeah then you can do a spin-off tv series maybe you could follow the further adventures of some of the now non-main players i would have no problem with that so let me ask you this charlie um if you were not going to follow the kind of the main folks who who has as a as a side quest as it were, would you be interested to watch like a 10 episode little series expanded upon? Yeah, man, I, you know what? Let's let's have something totally uh, different, but but wildly the same. I would do like a, a, a fake reality TV show version of the second official Ghostbuster franchise being mm-hmm. opened up in uh, California. So aesthetically, we're way different, but still could have iconic scenes. And we're following little Oscar opening up the second oh, franchise. Okay, His okay. adoptive father, uh, you so, know, throwing so the kid you maybe. Are, you're introducing it? See, I have a little, a slightly, slightly different pitch. Hit me. I want my spin-off ongoing series to operate more like an X-Files situation Ooh. and it's Ray's occult. I love it. So he, so basically the show uh, um, centers on his store and people come to him looking for his occult expertise. So while it lives in the Ghostbusters world, you now open yourself to all the uh, the the real Ghostbusters cartoon adventures when they like they they went off they dealt with vampires and werewolves biting each other on the ass they dealt dealt with demons they dealt with all kinds of stuff this now opens that entire world up to the viewing public myself and yourself look that's what we do man we take good <sighs> ideas we shine them up nice and we get them ready and you know I but, want all um, three I want I want the n- movies that keep popping out every couple years oh yeah no Charlie, I, I want Charlie I want is it all as Ghostbusters greedy as one can be who's not wearing a flight suit and light them up but he just happens to be wearing a flight suit and lighting them up uh, but in any case that's my time folks I do hope that you are on board with me for Bruce Leroy's further adventures. You can go ahead. You can hit us up on all of our socials. That's, of course, uh, at US Comics HQ. Throw me some ideas that you might have. 
go ahead, take a couple of pot shots at my ideas so I can come back over the top. And I'll put the glow on and I'll dunk your head in water and I'll show you who the master is, but in a friendly way because I love you all. Uh, but in any case, Charlie, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with our sponsors? Let the people know how we are able to do what we do. Would you? Absolutely. And unlike some of those other filthy, disgusting podcasts, we actually do love our sponsors. I listen daily, nightly, and ever so rightly to one of my favorite bands of all time. And that, of course, is Bad Mary. You can follow them across all social media at Bad Mary Band. You can throw them money over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary. They are touring right now. Now, so if you go to their website, badmary.com, you can see where they are making appearances next. But my favorite part, it's not the fact that they're about to drop even more new music. It's not the fact that if you wait till the end of this episode, you are going to hear a brand new song off of their most recent album release. It's the fact that you can listen to their entire discography on every music streaming platform. I think you should buy a keychain, a t-shirt, and the CDs. But you can right now, if you pay for a music streaming service, listen to Bad Mary for free and tell your friends and show that love. Bad Mary, we love you. Stick around to the end to hear another new track. Oh, hell yeah. They have uh, they have all these live uh, events coming up. If you happen to be in the Long Island, New York area, you can see them live. Uh, they're, they're a dynamite. To me, uh, I'm sure Charlie agrees because he's very smart and handsome. Uh, the, the true measure of a band is if they are as good at, uh, live as they are on tape. And fucking uh, Bad Mary certainly is that they almost indistinguishable recorded versus live in your face. Uh, I'm planning on catching them a, a couple of days at Mr. Beery's yet again. Uh, but in any case, when you are not uh, in a smoky alcohol fueled state, uh, if you are not watching your two favorite Ricans kick it about comic books and TV and video games and whatnot. No, I'm Charlie. I'm talking about two other Puerto Ricans. Oh, um, why don't you do yourself a damn favor and check out the Sarge, Sergeant Finesse. He is the gamer extraordinaire. Um, the bottom line is you can check him out here on Facebook. You can check him out over on Twitch unless you're watching this on Twitch, in which case you can check him out here on Twitch or over on Facebook. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter games, check. Co-streams, mm-hmm. Giveaways, damn straight. Contest, why not? Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. If you happen to be traveling to PAX East up in Boston, in the next few days, you can also check out his act there. Go ahead if you need to pick me up, though. It is so simple, like your name was John. Follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Mm, I think I will. Gulp, so damn good. If you're looking for some fresh new merch, however, summer is upon us. It was hot as hell today. I'm still kind of ooh, ooh, sweating in the pits <laughs> area. Go ahead over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code S-A-R-G-E. That's the Sarge. If you're nasty when the Sarge is on deck, you salute GG, son. Charlie. What do you yeah. think, man? What, well, here's what, what I think. think. What's that? I, I think in brightest day. In blackest night, no evil shall escape my might. Let those who worship evil's might beware my power. Green lanterns light the green lantern. 
the Green Lanterns are getting quasi rebooted or reestablished. They're essentially getting rebooted in this week's Green Lantern number twelve. They got uh, the Cinemax soft core uh, action. They're like mm, exactly. And it's real dirty because they got that squirrel alien just doing all sorts of shit with its tail. Uh, I I was like, I didn't think I could get up anymore, but... He used the green ring to... Uh, I have a really, really weird love-hate relationship with Green Lantern. Uh, so I was excited to hear about... Uh, I Obviously, in the previews, they talked about this issue having the quasi-reboot. Uh, so I did pick it up and check it out. And I got to tell you... That's, that's number 12, yeah, for those keeping score. Correct. Green Lantern 12 in the current run uh, out this week. Uh, I got to tell you, man... I'm I'm very excited to see what happens next. Uh, in essence, to catch you up, obviously there's like this whole ridiculous uh, color spectrum. There's a billion and five lanterns. Um, Jim dropping the the meats. Uh, <laughs> The uh, the Green Lantern Corps I'm so has seen easily entertained. <laughs> the Green Lantern Corps has seen a lot of changes in recent years. Green Lantern does need an awesome helmet because his old school domino mask with the nose is 40% of the reason why I dislike the character. John, I want to start mean? You off. You buy those domino masks at CVS it's or true. Spirit Halloween. Almost any time another <laughs> business goes out of business. That's very true as well. John, again, the things I happen to love about the Green Lantern Corps, I love the idea of like space cops. Uh, to me, they've always been Bad like the voice, cooler Nova Corps. Uh, but Nova Corps never really a thousand percent worked for me. I love the character Nova. The most recent iteration of Nova the Kid. Uh, Nova the Kid sounds like a cool comic title. That's not the name of the book. It's just called Nova. Um, On Disney Plus, he would be Nova the Kid. <laughs> Nova the Kid, I like it. What What are your general feelings about Green Lantern in general? A lot of times Hal Jordan gets kind of the harassment of like, he's a not as good Clark Kent. Uh, which I don't totally disagree with. But Green Lanterns in general, what are your feelings? Who's your favorite Green Lantern? Let's chat all things Emerald. So Green Lantern is actually, um, it's almost as if we have had a yellow uh, shield around us. Um, Green Lantern has largely gone in, in, what, three seasons that we've been doing this? Like, one of the seasons was like five years long. <laughs> Green Lantern has largely gone unscathed. Even, like, original Alan Scott uh, Green Lantern, who, like, if you had a pencil in your pocket, he, he was not going to give you a hard time because it wasn't yellow. It was wood. That gave it's ironic that gun. it's a... It's don't, a... don't, don't do it. Because now do he loves wood. He loves wood. It. See? That was Charlie. I know we sound a lot alike. Uh, that was Charlie for anyone. I'm John audio. Rivera, and I approve this message. You certainly are not, you son of a bitch. Anyways, uh, Andrew, I think I do need some uh, fucking guard services. Can you please escort this gentleman out? Andrew, the best guard in the business. Um... But yeah, no, the Green Lantern has always been, for me, he was just like one of the guys. He was a super friends level character. He was part of the group. Now, in the comics, I, I can't think of very many people who have been put through the ringer more than Hal Jordan specifically. Because we talk about, in the comics especially, 
we talk about mantles, right? We talk about this person handed over the mantle to that person, whether it's in the, the two bigs or, or the, the minors, the, the independents. The mantles are a big freaking thing. Green Lantern, and, and by proxy, the Nova Corps also, is the ultimate mantle. Literally, like, bloop, okay, I was Green Lantern. Now I'm just, now I'm just Hal Jordan. Charlie, there you go. Your Green Lantern. Or the ring would actually do it itself because in all likelihood, I'd be dead. Uh, but we By my hand! But, but we run into that era where, like, not only is one Green Lantern not dead when another Green Lantern picks up the mantle for this particular chunk of space that Earth falls in, but, like, they're still just, mm-hmm, la la la, you know, fucking uh, Hal Jordan turns to, like, one of the worst villains that we've ever had. Um, he's been killed. He's come back. He's, he's a disaster. I will say this. He is by far and away not almost everyone universally's least favorite Green Lantern. I'll throw it right back to you, Charlie. Doosh! Least favorite Green Lantern. Go! Oh, who's the one with you the bowl haircut? Oh, that poor, that poor bastard. The worst hair Guy in the game. Guy Gardner's the worst. Had the benefit, the comic book equivalent of Captain America's shield. He had an alliterative name. Guy Gardner, double G's, if you nasty. Could not get over the bowl cut. He could not get over the sleeveless. He looked like a (laughs) red-headed Andrew Dice Clay got the ring and just was a dick about it, too. Here's the thing. If you're goofy looking, look, shit happens. If your mama dresses you funny, fine. That was all about the guys with the pencils in their hand. I get it. We've all seen that. Uh, that WB cartoon where Daffy Duck is fighting the illustrator. We've all been there. Look, we've all... Ugh, here comes a pencil now. We've all been there. I'm sorry, Guy Gardner, that that look and that outfit happened to you. But you're walking around the pages of DC acting like a dick. What is wrong with you? He was such an asshole. For my money, give me John Stewart all day long. I love John, John Stewart, Stewart, but is a cat that demands respect, right? He's a guy who you would have to be wary of even if he wasn't wearing the Mr. T starter kit with that jewelry all day. Jon Stewart is no fucking joke. That was truly the my favorite thing about the Snyder Cut. Oh, yeah. That was very cool. Literally cool. my favorite freaking thing and it was just a little it was just a little tickle of the taint a little bit of a how's your father if you're nasty well best thing about it i think this is the thing that that troubles me and for a bunch of reasons i i when i first started reading comics like everyone (laughs) this up which one you can put it up. paul yes (laughs) Uh, i was in the middle of a aka slimer Uh, i was in the Uh, middle of a rant good one paul the the thing about a lot of times the thing about green lantern is when you're introduced to him so a lot of younger uh, a lot of younger people love john stewart because he was the kind of justice league unlimited green lantern they skipped over hal in lieu of of good old john for me though it was all about old crab mask kyle rayner i think is the fucking coolest 
of the lanterns. Now he has one of the most problematic stories. He was He's the your, inventor of fridging a girlfriend. He was your your era's Green Lantern though. So it might be like one of those situations where like dad fashion gets cemented in whatever era he was in his prime. So it could just be that whatever Green Lantern was in vogue when you were on the come up, I you're think, like, that's my favorite Green Lantern. I, I don't know. So. Because I also I'll think be honest, it depends. I think he's fucking duty caca. <laughs> well, there is well, nothing special about and, him. And here's the thing about me with Green Lanterns. And I actually think Andrew accidentally landed on a, a point Andrew, I want to bring up in a second. Andrew, that is a bullseye right there. So I don't 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 read consume. it out yet, though. All right, Andrew, we're going to keep that a secret for now. <laughs> just because just I want to finish this thought. Do the, it, do it. The, a lot of times I think your someone's favorite lantern is based on how they use the ring. Because a problem of Green Lantern be. a lot of times is like, what an unimaginative douche uh, Hal Jordan in the live-action film was, where his like big main event was a flamethrower that shot real flame, a Hot Wheels track... And, like, definitely accidentally killing someone with a boxing glove. The cool thing for me with Kyle Rayner was, since he was an artist, the concept behind that, and I don't know if they executed it particularly well, but the concept was he would think of more clever shit to use. Whereas Jon Stewart's a soldier, so he has a bunch of green guns. He's he's bright, he's light, bright Punisher. Yeah. Um, with, with just a little bit more kindness. If and they for some reason, out with a very fucking green series. John Stewart, dot dot, light bright Punisher. I would pre-buy the entire run. Now the the and again, I, I promise we're gonna get to Andrew's Facebook comment in a second, so have that ready to queue back up. But when you talk about uh, Marvel, especially before the cinematic universe took off, everyone talked about the Avengers. The Avengers were more of a draw than Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. The Avengers, the team together, was far more important to comic book fans than the individual parts. Yeah. In DC Comics, though, far more important than the Justice League is the Trinity. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Well, so yeah, if, you, yeah. if you were to list the top six, it's Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern. If you if you go one further, uh, Green Arrow. No, you put you don't Green think Arrow makes... before Hawkman or Hawkwoman. No, no, shot. you're right. You're right. Um, my point is, can somebody clip that? Clip that. There I is need a... that made into an audible file immediately. Very available as an NFT this fall. Um, the drop off after the Holy Trinity, I think, sometimes comes from those comparisons. There's two big mistakes, I think, that hold the Green Lantern cores and the mantle Green Lantern uh, for Earth sector, for, for the sector of Earth, the sector of the universe that Earth's part of, is it always fails to be fully iconic because Hal Jordan is considered the first. Because, I think I'm coming out of the speakers, but that's fine, we're wrapping up. Um, the thing about Hal Jordan is that he is just kind of shitty Superman. The problem with Jon Stewart, Kyle Rayner, is that they're never considered the primary Green Lantern. Andrew brought up an amazing point that they should make Kilowog the main Lantern. More to the point, there's nothing 
necessarily stopping them from at this point in canonically if they were to say that earth is such a clusterfuck and it's had so many fucking green lanterns we need an established lantern to run earth could you imagine the justice league lineup if kilowog was the main green lantern that's some shit i want to see you talk about a world where the cg is now getting good enough that you could have fucking king shark running around the suicide squad movie and it's almost the most beloved character how amazing if we put kilowog in in, in the kind of leaders not necessarily leader of the green lanterns let him be earth's green lantern how fucking rad so so again we raise the interesting point uh how jordan first human member of the green lantern corp human member obviously from earth but after him we get guy gardner john stewart kyle rayner simon boz jessica cruz and now most recently sojourner mulan so we went from never having a human green lantern to having like a fucking parade down the canyon of heroes that should not be the case clearly on an intergalactic level when aliens roll by earth they like they're like roll up the windows kid bloop and they make it a point to lock the fucking doors and they don't even care who sees but charlie just again as as we are wrapping it up tell the good people about this soft reboot tell them what the hell is happening because honestly um, it is one of those things that we talk about, like, arbitrarily as a, wouldn't it be better if blah, blah, blah. This was almost like an in-continuity reboot of just a specific window. This is not a new 52. This is not a Flashpoint. This is very specific to the Green Lantern. So walk them through real quick for anyone who doesn't know. Absolutely. The absolute brilliance of this run, or at least the brilliance that's set up, because this a very good chance it's going to fall flat on its head. We recently had a ton of Green Lanterns depowered uh, in the last couple of years. There's been this kind of common theme of the, the, the rings themselves kind of failing running out of power permanent people being kind of stripped of the authority. So what this book does is it only puts into play five hundred rings total and what's amazing about that is some of the green lanterns who got their power back are now blue lanterns uh which is a totally different power set it's a totally different mastery of that superpower it's akin it's not too dissimilar to like suddenly green arrows fast and flash is like really good at being rich and shooting arrows uh not a perfect analogy that's john's job and his headphones died um the other really really cool thing is some characters got wholly new power sets that are going to be defined moving forward john stewart is one of them which is so exciting i ultimately the truth is i love the green lantern corpse for what they can be and what they seldomly have been the lantern war was one of my absolute favorite events but it didn't have the ability to kind of sustain itself after it got caught under this weight of if everyone has a magic ring you might as well have no one with a magic ring and then reducing it to 500 for the entire galaxy having characters that used to have powers no longer having new power sets it makes me really happy and if nothing else the fact that teen lantern 
still has a ring makes me happy because I love saying Teen Lantern because I know there's no way John could like it at all. The Not name- like it. I hate it. Um, the one thing that I will say about Green Lanterns, uh, and then I'll I'll let Charlie um wrap up his topic. Um, you know, uh, Ellis, I think maybe said it uh, jokingly, certainly in this continuity, we have seen a Green Lantern Batman, but we all, we all damn know, had Krypton not blown up, who, Charlie, would have been the greatest, not good, not pretty special, not a couple of accommodations across his chest, a little bit of chest candy. But the best. Homeboy would have been the best Green Lantern ever to do that thing. Charlie, tell him who it was. Uh, that would be one Kal-El, House of L, Kryptonian born, human smashing, cape wearing, the greatest Green Lantern of all, spit curl having son of a gun one thing i've talked about for forever and then we will officially wrap it up when they talk about depowering superman the thing i always want to happen like right before it is how jordan turns heel or kicks rocks off to saturn literally the minute Superman loses his powers, a ring should show up. And that should be the transition. And if you did a couple years of Clark Kent, Green Lantern, man, get his son runs around as Superman. Clark is Green Lantern, still running shit for the Justice League. Sorry, Ellis. Batman's no goddamn leader. He's the he's the purse of the Justice League. And I won't hear shit else. Um that's the story I want. And also, I, I think if we ever do get this cinematic version of the Green Lantern Corps, I hope one thing they do is allow dead to stay dead. Because if you're going to launch it with Hal Jordan, when he dies, that's the only way that that mantle should move to another human. And and Because, again, it's not just the mantle. It's an actual <laughs> piece of jewelry. You can't be bequeathed to pe- grandmama's ring if she's still dancing the bop at the USO show. That's right. The last thing I'm going to say before I kick it to John for the official ending is we want to hear what you think. What do you think about the Green Lanterns? Do you like them at all? Do you think the Nova Corps run uh, uh, miles faster and miles better? If so, why? You can let us know all over our social media. It's at US Comics HQ. Every single social media, we're there somewhere. Just hiding, waiting to yell at you, waiting to yell back. The best way you can help us, you can do a like on any of these videos. You can hit share. You can tell a friend to tune in. Uh, in every single Wednesday, the moment it becomes Wednesday, there is a brand new audio episode waiting for your ear holes everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Every Wednesday at 8, we come to you live, sometimes live to tape, but mostly live, live across YouTube, across Twitch, and across Facebook. And uh, Ellis, if you ever have the audacity to imply that uh, Kal-El's uh, Kryptonian parents didn't have wonderful high-end values and that Clark wouldn't have in any sort of parental situation grown to be super awesome and great, well, then I will straight up fight you. I will fight you. Do you hear me? Damn it. John, what is the only way that we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Crest. Don't worry about it, Ellis. I will protect you from Charlie's misbegotten wrath. I'm pretty positive that uh, Charlie Ellis was saying that 
had he not received the proper parenting from his good Kansas folks that he might not have been worthy. I would counter more to the point, even when he was raised in damn communist Russia, he was still a pretty good guy. But that point notwithstanding, the bottom line is this. When you are ready to walk out the door, you cannot do it without the proper protection. And you have to go through the steps to get that shit done. You got to turn the power on. You got to turn the volume and you got to tune Bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out.